What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Out of the Pen Podcast here on Trap Star Sports Network. I hope everyone is having a fantastic Saturday. My name is Ryan Cameron. On the show with me tonight, Mr. Andrew Teaster. Andrew, how are you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? Good, man. I don't think you and I have actually ever done this show together. Uh, we have not. I was on a couple of weeks ago with Boston, but I have not been on with you yet. All right, man. Well, I'm really excited. For those of the, uh, that don't know, me and Andrew are actually best. So it's cool to actually do this show together. Um, for sure, done a for sure. In the past on our personal anchors, but it's cool, man. I'm glad we got to do that. Heck yeah, it's about time. It is about time. So first, I want to give a shout out uh, to none other than Podcasting Public. I actually just got an Android phone. Yes, uh, iPhone lovers, I did switch. I still got my iPhone, though, too, Andrew, so I guess I got the best of both worlds, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it's. I don't know what the big hoopla is about which phone, whoever has whatever, so. Well, I'll tell you the advantage to having an Android is downloading uh, Podcast Republic, which is the first thing I did whenever I got my new uh, Android phone. So, uh, for you guys that don't know, Podcast Republic, get on there. You can download all your favorite podcast including out of the pen all the other ones that trackstar sports has and trackstar sports is actually a featured artist on there so make sure to go check it out it's a tremendous app i love it i i know plenty of people that love it so get on there and check it out well andrew unfortunately the first thing we're going to talk about tonight is the college world series <laughs> yeah man it was uh it was definitely an interesting series uh didn't go the way that I had hoped, and I know it didn't go the way that you hoped, so. No, it didn't. Uh, For you guys that don't know, um, Andrew can back me up on this. I am an absolute diehard Arkansas Razorbacks fan. Um, I pretty much eat, sleep, and breathe Arkansas Razorbacks sports. Uh, So it was a pretty devastating loss for me uh, to come one strike away, one pop-up away from a national championship was pretty gut-wrenching. But at the end of the day, Andrew, after I've had a day to process it, the fact is we didn't deserve to win that World Series. Not the way that they played, no. Uh, The bats didn't show up like they had all other three games that they were in the College World Series. They were just letting strikes go right by them, not swinging at pitches that they should have been crushing. And, you know, quite frankly, all year, right? I mean, Arkansas had one of the best offenses in the country, and they did not show up whatsoever in the in the three games in the finals. You know, I think their final batting average for the three games in the College World Series finals was under 150. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, don't, you, you don't deserve to win a championship whenever you play like that. Yeah, uh, there was a crazy statistic uh, early on in that last game. Uh, they were down – they had bases loaded with one out, and – they showed a, the clip that it was like 0 for 5 with six runs or something crazy like that. And they were all on walks, hit batter, uh, pass ball, stuff like that. So they, they just didn't come up when they needed to, when they had the no. t- opportunities to. And that's how they won game one, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they put the ball in play and got lucky with that pot fly in the outfield that the right the center fielder and the right fielder – collided on or almost hit each other on and it just dropped in between them you're right and and i mean give hey give oregon state all the credit in the world because first of all their team up and down is 
as talented as it gets. Oh, yeah. I personally believe, and I, I said this, I thought Oregon State was the best team in the country going into the College World Series. I did not think Florida in any way deserved to have a number one ranking going into to there. Yes, I understand they played a very tough schedule, but they almost lost 20 games. I mean, Oregon State had lost 11 games all year long in one of the best baseball conferences in the country. So, I mean, I, I strongly believe that they had the best overall team, and they were the best overall team in, in the College World Series. So, you know, am I devastated? Absolutely. To come one strike away from a World Series, a national championship, I mean, it would have meant the world for me for the Hawks to pull it out. But you know what? As a baseball fan, let's be honest here. I don't have very much, very good luck. I mean, no, I'm not at all. Fan and I'm an Arkansas Razorbacks fan. Uh, you know, uh, look at a couple years ago, making it to Game Seven, had a three-one lead against the Cubs, and we all know what happened there. Come one pitch away, one pop out away from a World Series in college, and we miss it. And for those of you guys who keep re- hear me referencing this pop up. Andrew, it's too hard for me to talk about, so I'm going to let you describe it to the people. Okay, I mean, you have a foul ball down the right field line. First baseman's going well, well, out. Well, set the scene here. Set the scene okay. here. Two outs. Two outs. Two bottom two in the ninth inning. 2-2 two, two count. Pop We're fly. Winning. Yeah, 3-2. Arkansas's winning. Uh, foul ball down the right field line. First baseman runs out. Right fielder's coming in. And the second baseman's sprinting when, I mean, he could have easily slowed up at any time. And he just overruns it. And the other two guys are just standing there like, what just happened? I mean, it just drops. Uh, you can't let that happen if you expect to win that game, which they very well should have. But it doesn't, I mean, yes, it goes to that. But the pitcher, I believe it was your closer, he does he have another pitch beside a fastball? Does he need another pitch? Uh, yeah, he does. Against Oregon State, he needs another pitch, right? Yeah, it works for the rest of the team in the country, but not against Oregon State. I, he look. just keeps throwing fastballs. There, no, it's coming. Throw something else, anything else. In my opinion, if Arkansas would have caught that ball, which uh, let I'll me see. set the scene for you in my living room. <laughs> I can only imagine. Okay. When that ball hit the hit off that bat and popped up in the air, I had so many emotions running through me, as any real sports fan does, right? You know, yeah. I, I'm sitting there, I'm screaming, you know, national champions, national champions, catch the ball, catch the ball, you know, and, and you know, I'm going bananas. And then, and then I see Shaddy, the second baseman for Arkansas Razorbacks, sprinting over there, and I'm going, "What? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing?" And then he runs into the first baseman, and the right fielder's just standing there looking at both of them, and the ball drops. And, you know, folks, uh, I don't cuss too often, but there was a couple curse words that came out of my mouth that night. You know, it, it's one of those things where you got to forgive the kid, first of all. Because hey, for you, for those who didn't see it, this wasn't the easiest pop-up in the world. You know, it's not like it was just a, a straight-up pop-up to right field, and he dropped it. No, it was a tough play. Yeah, it was in what they call like a little Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, And I'm sure sure if you'd have asked any of them, they would have said, I could have made the play. Shaddy would have probably said, if he's being honest, you know what, I shouldn't have done that. But you know what, anyone in his shoes, that was for a national championship. Shaddy's a senior from Fayetteville, Arkansas. He wanted to catch that ball. 
You know, he wanted to be the hero there. And that's fine. I, I don't fault him for it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's one of those situations where big players make big plays, yep. right? That's what he was trying to do. So I'll never fault the player for trying. No, hey. You know, uh, he... it, it was just devastating. For you guys who, who haven't heard the Arkansas Razorbacks uh, call on the game, whoo, listen to that. That will about make you cry if you're an Arkansas Razorback yes. fan. Uh, I mean, they were literally for the national championship. And then the ball drops. Yeah. <laughs> so, you could tell, because what, what's your closer's name? You know what? I can't think of his name off the top well, of my head. Well, as soon as he hit, he was like, oh, ball, ball. And then he just, like, followed it. And, you know, and you could see the devastation in everybody's face, like, in the fans. Uh, and just everybody, just their heart just dropped. They're like, oh, snap. That, that just happened. And then... Well, you know what? That was the moment the Arkansas Razorbacks lost the World Series. Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, you and I talked about this off air. And whenever I told you that whenever that ball dropped, I, I just I knew what was going to yeah. happen. Right? Uh, you, it always happens it, uh, in baseball. Every time you give somebody an extra strike, they're going to take advantage. You give somebody an extra out, they're going to take advantage. That's why you, I mean, you just, you got to get out. You got to make outs. That's the name of the game is to get outs. You, you can't Absolutely. you can't let it I, just fall. I, I thought Arkansas fought really hard uh, because I will tell you they were overmatched in that series. Oh, yeah. simple. Uh, whenever you go up and down Oregon State's lineup, uh, almost every guy is hitting over 300. And they have uh, one guy, their catcher, hitting over 400 on the year. Yep. And he actually broke the College World Series record last night with 17 hits. Yep. Uh, that's, that's insane, folks. In six games, he had 17 hits. And he had like 14 RBIs, which was tied for or second place behind somebody. So, yeah. And and on top of that, the one thing we haven't mentioned is the freshman who pitched for Oregon State. That kid. I mean, he pitched 24 pitches in game two to seal the win for them. Okay. And then comes back and throws. A complete game. 30 pitches. 130 pitch complete game shutout. I mean. Uh, just, oh my goodness! That kid, as, a as yeah, freshman in that stage, it just you don't see that. You just don't. Yeah, you, you don't. Know, so, am I devastated for all of my friends out there listening and all the viewers who pay attention to me? I am devastated. I am not as devastated as I was when the tribe lost the World Series a couple years ago, but <laughs> that was different circumstances. You know, we had a three-one lead. Uh, you know, uh, we played the last two games at, in Cleveland. You know, um, Rajay Davis ties up that I'm going to throw up talking about. It. I can't even talk about it anymore. But I, <laughs> I'm not as devastated as I was then. But I'm still pretty devastated. Overall, great year for the Hogs. And, and for what they did, I mean, they were not the second best team in the country. And they proved to a lot of people what Arkansas baseball is all about. Uh, you know, what a tremendous showing for them. Um, kudos to Coach Van Horn and everyone down there in Fayetteville. And more importantly, kudos to the Oregon State Beavers. They had a terrific year. They have a lot of terrific talent on their team. A lot of, I think it was 19 players that played in the College World Series finals between the Arkansas Razorbacks and Oregon State Beavers were drafted in the MLB draft. I think it's 17 because you guys had 11, right? 17. Yeah, I'm sorry, you guys, 17. if you guys had 11, they had six. They had also had three of the top 20 players drafted. And, and you know, uh, I'm not going to get into it, uh, but Heimlich is probably one of the best pitchers, maybe the best pitcher 
outside of Mays from Auburn in college baseball, and he wasn't drafted, as everyone knows, for, uh, you know, different reasons. But I'm not going to get into that, but they definitely had seven draft possible players. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, so – but, yeah, it was a great – it was really fun. Uh, You know, they had three or four rainouts. What did you think that did to the College World Series? Uh, Because for me, it kind of boarded up a little bit. I think if Arkansas wasn't in it, I would have stopped paying attention because of all the rain out. Yeah. Now, granted, that's not their fault, but still, it really put a damper on the World Series, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's usually not like that, which is a good thing, but it's summertime. The summer storms are going to pop up every once in a while. Uh, They just... You can't really combat it, though. There's no way to fix that. You just kind of, kind of hope that it's good weather. So, yeah, uh, you know what? You're right, and I can tell you guys from personal experience. I went up in 2012 to Omaha and watched the Arkansas Razorbacks uh, play up there, and it was a fantastic city. Um, I mean, it was awesome. If you ever get the chance make sure to go up to Omaha and watch the World Series sometime because I'll tell you what, it is just so much fun up there. The food's great. Uh, there's a lot of casinos up there. Uh, I mean, it's just a really good time. Yeah. I mean... But, Andrew, I want to talk to you about a couple early trades that has happened. Uh, you know, so far, uh, you know, obviously the dominoes are going to start to fall, right? Um but one trade I want to talk to you about in um, particular is the Blue Jays uh, trading Steve Pierce to the Red Sox. That kind of threw me for a loop, uh, especially they didn't get a whole lot back for him. They got one minor league prospect in return for him, and they gave up Steve Pierce in cash. Uh, what did you think of the trade overall? I mean, I'm, I don't know what the Blue Jays were thinking. Uh, they didn't, Like you said, they didn't really get a whole lot. Uh, Boston's coming out with a outstanding first baseman. Um, and I think he's going to definitely help them further their prog- progress to hopefully an AL East championship. Um, but yeah, the Blue Jays, I mean, the prospects not even very high from Boston, but I mean, I guess that's if they need pitching because wasn't it a pitcher? I do believe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they do need the pitching, so. I mean, I, yeah, that's... and it's, you know, uh, Boston manager uh, Alex Cora, you know, he, he he said, hey, it's one more weapon that we have. We got better tonight. It's good to have them. Uh, that was his quote after hearing about it, and, and I got to agree. It's just one more weapon that Boston's adding to their team, and boy, do they have a lot of weapons. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, so, um, you know, we're going to be doing some trade deadline stuff over the next couple weeks. Um, and, uh, and I have something in the works for next week uh, for everyone. But I, I do want to talk a little bit with you, Andrew. Uh, you know, going into the trade deadline, you know, I did an article on uh, on a few teams, including your Atlanta Braves, that will be coming out here in the next couple of days. And uh, I, I mentioned in my article that their two needs, in my opinion, and once you're our Atlanta, you know, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. in my article, I said that they needed, first of all, a solid third baseman. And I'm going to give you two names in a minute, okay? Mm-hmm. 
and I want to hear what you have to say about it. And I thought they needed a veteran starter. And I'll tell you why here in a minute. And I'm going to give you the guy I have okay. uh, for him. So for third base, my obvious one is Mike Moustakis. Yeah. I think he would be a great fit. And he'll be a little bit cheaper than the second guy I'm going to make. Adrian Beltre? No. Really? Actually. No. Okay. Josh Donaldson. Yeah, Dad Donaldson's definitely a going to be a steep price. Uh, he's he's hurt a lot though. I don't. I just don't see the Braves making that move. Uh, Mustakis is definitely, like you said, a better fit. Um, I actually don't see them going to get a third baseman though. I do agree with the start. Uh, they do need a starter, um, but uh, a pitcher. Uh, but third base, uh, I think they're going to go with Johan Camargo up until they can't. Uh, he's he's definitely stepping up a lot better than he did at the, earlier in the season. Because earlier in the season, I was all for getting another third baseman because that wasn't working out. But he's definitely coming on uh, and doing a great job at third base for us. Um, and we've got another guy, a couple guys in the the minors that can definitely step up. I can see next year, but... So I don't think they'll go after a third baseman per se, but you can never tell. But, but you can never here's tell. Here's my question off of that. Here's my question off of that, Andrew. And, and I hear what you're saying, but I disagree with you. And this is why the Braves have somehow set themselves up to make a playoff run. Oh, I agree. And, and not only make a playoff run. But if they can add a couple pieces, and make no mistake about it, if they add Josh Donaldson, oh, yeah. that is a huge add. Oh, yeah, okay? for sure. So if you're trying to – it really comes down to, correct me if I'm wrong, are you wanting to win this year or are you wanting to win next year, right? Because you cannot trade anyone and just say, hey, wherever the dominoes fall this year, that's fine. We're going to go after Bryce Harper in the offseason. We're going to go after a couple other people in the offseason and really make a run at this next year. But why would you do that when you're sitting in first place? Oh, I'm not saying that they're not going to make moves. They'll, they'll make some moves. I just don't see it at third base. Uh, I definitely see us getting like a veteran starter, like you said. Uh, but I think our main, main issue is our bullpen. We need a couple of bullpen arms that's going to be reliable, uh, the, the guys that we got in there right now, you never know who can show up like they did uh, a very, very good game. And then the next night just go out there and can't throw a pitch over the plate and getting, when they do, it's getting crushed. Uh, we could be giving up five runs from our bullpen and it's costing us games. So we definitely need to go out and get some bullpen arms Um and then, yeah, like you said, a starter would definitely help. Uh, we just had Brandon Morrow go on the DL. Uh, not Brandon Mar- uh Brandon McCarthy go on the DL. So that's another arm that we just lost for the next 10 days or so. Okay, I hear you. And here, I told you I was going to explain what, I was, uh, what my picks were, and I'm going to explain them now. <laughs> I believe that Mike Moustakis would be a better fit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I, I believe, I hear what you're saying, but I, I believe they're going to go after Mike Moustakis, and I think they're going to go after him hard. Don't get me uh, wrong. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have a veteran third baseman that's going to help the team a lot. I mean, Camargo's I good, but Moustakis is definitely better. Yeah, and I think he would help your team in several different facets. And I'm going to explain that here in just a second. 
Now, the two pitchers that I believe the Braves should go after, and yes, I understand the price tag on this, but once again, I am a win-now type guy. You never know what's going to happen in baseball, okay? You don't know who's going to get hurt and be out the entire year next year, and if you just keep waiting and waiting and waiting, it's never going to happen. So the Braves have set themselves up in a position, strike now. And I'm going to give you two players, and they're both from the same team. The New York Mets, Noah Syndergaard or Jake DeGroom? Trust me, if they can somehow pull that off, I, I'm i buying my World Series tickets, like now. Because with those two acquisitions, and if Julio Terran can freaking turn himself around and start pitching like he used to, there's no beating the Braves team. Like, they, they don't rely on the home run, so their offense is – gap to gap it's not home runs where one night they can hit five and the next night they're gonna hit zero and score zero runs they're all about getting on base and scoring runs so if we can get aces that can help us like and throw strikes and be great pitchers like Syndergaard and DeGrom there's no beating them there's just no way that in a five game series or in a seven game series that you can beat those three guys twice well, now, I want to point out, I was talking about one of them. No. Uh, I mean, you're kind of dream happy with getting both of them. Well, uh, I know. You I'm pretty just much saying. have to give up your farm system. But Which here's is the one of the best in, this, in the bigs. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And, and that's why they're able to make trades, like oh, if yeah. they wanted to go after Donaldson or Syndergaard or DeGrom. Uh, here's the thing. I think they should go after Noah Syndergaard and, and Mike Moustakis. And what that brings, A, is more talent to your team. Oh, yeah. What that brings B is more veterans to your team. Yep. And most importantly, what it brings is playoff experience to your team. Both of these players, all three of the players I have mentioned, have played in what? The World Series. The World Series. Mike Moustak is winning a World Series and has played in two of them. Okay. Both of these teams, both of these players could come into the Atlanta Braves organization and make an impact with these young players. And whenever it comes playoff time, if the Braves keep it up, which I believe they will, if they keep it up, man, would that be useful come playoff time? Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, I think the only players that the Braves have that have any playoff experience, uh, Freddie, back when Chipper was around, and I think... I think that might be about it. And uh, Moylan, Peter Moylan, uh, a couple of the bullpen guys that are been around. Yeah, so. you always got a couple relievers, right? Yeah, that have played in the playoffs and stuff like that. But you need core players. Oh yeah. And to be able sure. to say that Freddie Freeman's played in the playoffs. Uh, granted, it's been a while, but guess what? That only brings more fire to him. Oh, and yeah. then you add Mike Moustakis, who's won a World Series over at third base. You you add in Noah Syndergaard or Jake DeGrom up there pitching on the mound, who has played in the biggest stage. I mean, that would make the difference, I believe, for the Braves if they could sign those two players. And even Josh Donaldson has a, a ton of playoff experience. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, any of those players are going to add so much more than just a good bat or a good pitcher. They're going to bring experience. They're going to bring excitement to the team. They're going to bring excitement to the fans. So, I mean, I just believe any of those players, if you could sign two, two of those four players I mentioned, the Atlanta Braves, in my opinion, will not only win their division, but 
will make a run in the playoffs. I'm not saying they win the World Series, but I would say that they would make a strong push at making it to the NL championship. I completely agree. I mean, it, if we can get, like you said, it, if we can get a high-end ace, uh, a couple of bullpen arms, I think we, we definitely make a run. Uh, we hold off na- the natural or the nationals because they're coming on. Um, and, but then they've done, they've already made a move. Uh, so it's pretty much in our, the ball's in our court right now. And we just need to kind of see what's out there and what we can bring back to the team. Absolutely. And you know, Andrew, I was going to wrap it up with that, but I, you know what, we got five and a half minutes left. Let's talk about my team, the Cleveland Indians. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I've given you people a a very good insight on my article coming out in a couple of days. I'm kind of spilling the beans a little bit on my article, but I want to hear what you have to say about that because, you know, uh, Braves Indians were a great rivalry back in the nineties. You guys got us. You guys got us. 95 baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I want to talk about the Indians a little bit and kind of what I believe they need to do. And, I never thought that I would be saying this at the beginning of the year, but they need pitching. Uh, and and I would never thought that would be the issue for the Cleveland Indians, the inconsistent Cleveland Indians, who are losing right now to the Oakland A's, may I mind you. But um, who was this pretty solid team this year, actually. But we won't get off topic. I think they need pitching. And I think they need bullpen pitching. And I think they need another starter. And this is the reason why. A lot of people say, what are you talking about, Ryan? The Indians have one of the best starting rotations in baseball. They do, but it could be better. So did the Astros. Yeah. Whenever they went out and added Justin Berglander, and then they went out and added Cole, right? I mean, yep. you have yeah. to keep progressing in this league. We have to be able to keep up with the Astros uh, because the Astros are, yes, the Yankees, yes, the Red Sox are playing great, but the Astros are the team to beat for me. And, and – and they're Maybe defending World they're, Series champions. You yeah. know, they're the defending champs, yes. But it's also, for me, they're just a better overall team than the Yankees, for sure. I think. Oh, yeah. The and, pit, and, uh, overall, yeah, over all around. Just, yeah, and, you better. know, Boston and them are, are pretty talent-wise, uh, I mean, pretty equal. But, you know, I think that they need to add another arm. And, and one person I mentioned in my article, I'm not going to give all of it away because I do want you guys to read it, is uh, – Chris Archer. Chris Archer is struggling this year. I get it. He struggled last year. Change the scenery. That's all Change it takes. Change the scenery. Look what it did for Verlander. A lot of people exactly. forget that Verlander, Verlander was not having a very great year whenever it got traded to Houston. Uh, you know? and then, since he's been acquired from Houston, I think he he only gave up like the, like the most was two runs until the other day whenever they played the Yankees. So, I mean... And he's only lost three games, folks. Yeah. Three games since he's been in Houston. And Plus, he got married to, to Kate Upton. Garrett Cole's having a career year playing yeah. for Houston. Whenever you're playing for a contender team and you know you're going to the playoffs, and let's face it, say what you want about the Cleveland Indians, but they're making it to the playoffs. They're in the worst division in baseball, and they're just too talented. No one's going to catch them. They got an yeah. eight-game lead right now, and they're only nine games over 500. So, you know, they're going to make the playoffs this year. So, I think... Chris Archer, that could turn his career around to go to a winning team. It's hard to stay focused. It's hard to win whenever you're playing for a, a losing team. And a losing team, you're playing in front of a home crowd of about 10,000 people. That yep. doesn't get you very hyped up. So I believe a change of singer, Chris Archer, would be a great fit. Another fit I would love to see 
in Cleveland, but it's probably not going to happen because where he plays now is Michael Fulmer of the Detroit Tigers. I don't see the Tigers. I do. Michael Fulmer will get traded. Okay. But I don't see him going to the Cleveland Indians. I I don't see Detroit trading them him to an in division rival. Would you? I mean, it hey. happened before. But what do you think? Yeah, it's not very likely. But uh, yeah, both of those new two names are definitely on top of the uh, the my watch list for the Braves as well for the that starter position that I said that we need to be traded for, especially Archer. Archer's uh, definitely somebody we've looked at the, at least the last two seasons uh, that I'm aware of. So, yeah, they're definitely – he's a great pitcher. He's young, uh, got a lot of fire, but he's just playing for Tampa Bay. I mean, losing definitely takes a toll on you. Uh, it, it, they can say that it doesn't, but I've been there. It does. Uh, you just – you go out there and just show up. You don't – you're not excited to play – You've got 15 people in the crowd. You're like, oh, whatever. What are we playing for? But it takes its toll. So uh, definitely a change of scenery for both of those guys. And Fulmer is pitching amazing now for the Tigers. Imagine what he's going to do for a winning team going to the playoffs. It's just absolutely. It, it'll be night and day difference. Chris Archer needs to be released from from Tampa Bay. Uh, first of all, that ballpark is a natural disaster. Uh, it needs to be torn down. At least uh, take the roof off. At least take the roof off. First of all, there doesn't need to be a baseball team in Tampa Bay. Uh, I know that might hate or hurt all you Rays fans out there, but plain and simple, um, they need to relocate. But we're not going to get into the whole relocation thing right now, but – you know, uh, Chris Archer, everyone that plays for the Rays, I just feel awful for them because they play uh, not necessarily for a bad organization, but for a bad baseball town. Yeah, you know, for um, sure. Now, and then when, when they were winning, winning, when they were winning, they didn't fill up that stadium. I just when they're playing the way they are now, it's just it's sad. Absolutely. And now, Cleveland's bullpen has started to get a little better over the last month or so, and they actually just uh, added Mark. Rajimski back to the Indians. He played there a couple years ago, so they they did that. But I still think they need more. And, uh, and granted, yes, for all you Indians fans, yes, I realize Andrew Miller is hurt right now, and he will be back. And Andrew Miller will be back to being Andrew Miller. Okay, uh, plain and simple. He's, in my opinion, the best reliever in baseball. Okay, so he'll be back, and we'll back, be back to having a great bullpen. But we need to make it better. Once again, if you're not if you're not progressing, you're not winning, right? Yep. So one player I think that they should go after is Zach Britton. Yes, he's been hurt all year. Yes, there are a lot of question marks around him. But just like Chris Archer, this is one of the more talented guys in baseball whenever he is on his game. I believe a couple years ago, whenever he won the reliever of the year, he won it with a .78 ERA for the entire season, Andrew. This guy is a difference maker whenever he's healthy. And if you could have Andrew Miller, Zach Britton, and and Cody Allen all at the back end of your rotation, that's scary. Yeah, all they got to do is get to the seventh inning and slides out. You're right. And, and you know, and that's how it was in 2016 when we went to the World Series, right? I mean, it was – you know, you threw you threw Miller in in the sixth inning, and he pitched through the se- sixth, seventh, and then you had uh, Brian Shaw pitch the eighth, and then you had Cody Allen pitch the ninth. It was game over yep. from the get go. You know, so um, I think he would be a good fit. And you know, 
I don't believe the Indians really need to do anything offensively because their offense is starting to click. Yes, they struggled. Jose Ramirez is hitting bombs like no one's business. Uh, Francisco Lindor is coming on strong. Michael Brantley is having probably the most underrated season out of anyone in baseball. No one is talking about him, but he's having a terrific year. Um, you know, Edwin is Edwin. He's going to give you his 30, 35 home runs. So I don't really think we need too much help offensively. But if you're going to go after someone, I think go after Oakland A's Chris Davis. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think he'd be another great bat in your lineup. The kid's young. He's got a lot of power. I think he would be a good fit in Cleveland. For sure. Uh, there's a couple guys that you can go after, him being one. Um, I can't really think of anybody else that I had in mind, but definitely well, Chris it, Davis. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of other guys that I was thinking about, but I can't think of them now. You know, it all depends on what Cleveland is going to do with Jason Kipnis. And Jason Kipnis is, as you know, my favorite player in baseball. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Jason Kipnis. I love what he's done in Cleveland. I love that he loved being in the city of Cleveland. Um, you know, so I would be devastated to see him traded. But there, he's having another bad year this year. He's starting to pick it up a little bit right now, but he's not having a great year this year. And, you know, Jose Ramirez is a natural second baseman. So you get yeah. rid of Jason Kipnis, you move uh, Ramirez over to second base, and boom, you got a spot at third base. And there are a lot of third basemen out there. You know, um, it's been rumored that the Indians have been uh, scouting Adrian Beltre. Yeah. Why uh, have they been skating there? Why have they been scouting them? I mean, it has to be because they're looking to get rid of Jason Kipnis at the deadline yep. um, or else they would not be looking for a third baseman. So, um, I mean, yes, you could use them as a DH, but that's where Edwin is. Edwin you is. Know, Edwin and Alonzo switch out uh, first base and when one's not playing, the other one's DHing. So, uh, you know, and Alonzo's having a pretty decent year this year. So the only logical thing that it can make sense for me, why the Indians would be scouting Beltre is to move on from Kipnis. I don't like it because it's Adrian Beltre. If you're looking to trade for Josh Donaldson, I get it. Yeah. But if you're looking to trade for a 38-year-old player who's going to be retired in a year or two and you're giving up Jason Kipnis in order to do that, I don't like it. Yeah, that's the same with the Braves. Donaldson, the Braves like are it. talking about Adrian Beltre, and I'm just like, why? Don't give up our young players – that can come in in one or two years when this guy's going to be retired. Just go after the young guys. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, Andrew, man, I, I'm so glad we got to do this together. Uh, you know, guys, first of all, before we do our wrap-up, if you guys have not been to outofthepinbaseball.com, make sure to go there. Uh, subscribe to us on there. We are on Facebook at Out of the Pen Baseball. All you got to do is go up to your search bar, type in Out of the Pen Baseball, like us, follow us on there, check out the great articles that we have on there. While you're at it, go check out Trackstar Sports. Uh, they have so much great content on there. You know, it's not just baseball, it's football, MMA, wrestling, I mean, basket, NBA, anything you can imagine, Trackstar Sports has. So make sure to go check out Trackstar Sports. Make sure to go uh, check us out on Facebook. Go to our website. Once again, outofthepinbaseball.com. We're on Facebook. Check us out on there. You can find us on Twitter at OTP Baseball. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Cameron 22 
if you want to check me out on there, hit me up. Hate on me, love on me. Get on there. Andrew, what's your Twitter handle, bud? Uh, D-A-T-E-A-S-1-3. And that's where I'm going to be. So get on there. Talk a little smack about the Braves to Andrew. He loves it. Uh, but, guys, thank you so much for listening. Andrew, thank you for coming on the show. My Don't pleasure. Don't forget, guys, next week we're going to have kind of a cool little thing for everyone. So make sure to be uh, keeping track on our Twitter page. We're going to be releasing some cool stuff this week in preparation for next week's show. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Have a great weekend, everyone. I look forward to seeing you guys next Friday.